are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Hey, welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate Christian. Nate, hi. Hi, Mike. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to skip the part where you asked me how I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well, just to let Great. you know. Um, yeah. How are you doing? I'm well as well. And well. I'm really extra well because we are once again joined by our, is he director of operations? Is that what we're calling Bob now? Bob Van Duzer, the Bobcat back in the house. Hi, Bob. What's up? I'm Glad to be back you? with you, boys. Happy to have you here. One half of the flannel panel is here. We got uh, representing flannel Bob. We got uh, the professor Nate Christian and just me rewind CEO. So I gave my coworker a nickname today. He's hillbilly Beavis. Sounds like Beavis from Beavis and butthead. And he's a hillbilly. So hillbilly <laughs> Beavis. That's what's I up. love it. Fight love me, it. Sam. I don't give a shit. All right. So today we're going to be talking about sus ADP as Bob called it. On. I feel so weird saying sus. Who, no, it's sus, what? bro. Go okay. Sus. No cap. Okay. Yeah, I, I am wearing a hat actually. Um, Me too. But that's besides the point. So we're talking about what I'm assuming is short for suspect ADP. Is it too high? Is it too low? Maybe sometimes it's just right. Bob, if I say that this ADP feels good to me, can I go with that? Is that all right? That, that's totally fine by me. I just found some ADPs that looked a little sus to me. Maybe too high, too low. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts if that's okay. Because Jenna says when things feel good, I should tell her. And when things don't feel good, I should also tell her and I should never hide my feelings. That's being married to a counselor, everybody. And even when you don't want to talk about your feelings, guess what? You're going to. But let's get into it and let's talk about things that you do want to talk about. ADP, if you are new to the game, welcome. If you're new to the show, thank you for tuning in. A five-star review would be great. ADP stands for Average Draft Position. Not going to explain to you how averages are made because your third grade teacher should have done that. But let's get into the first one. Jordan Addison at the 108. Okay. Is he that seems yeah. like a little little low to me, but going after him, Quentin Johnston, Ooh. Zach Charbonnet, and Zay Flowers. I'll tell you what, remember there was like a week, a week and a half on Twitter when everyone was like, This class, this draft class is terrible. I mean, if you're getting all these guys after the 108. They okay with that. Nate, let's yep. kick it off with you. What are you thinking about this? Yeah, so first of all, I'm glad you explained ADP, but you did not explain sus very well. It's not suspect, <laughs> it's suspicious. Okay. But I guess you it's know, the same idea. So we'll give you a pass there. It's like a 50%. You realize that I'm the worst person to explain current lingo, right? That's the best part about it. Okay. All right. Well, Jordan Addison going to the 108, that's exactly where he should go. I think this is exactly where he should go. He's my wide receiver two in this draft class. And I think once you've gotten past the, you know, the top quarterbacks in this draft class, you've gotten off uh, Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs and JSN's off the board. Yeah, this is this is where Jordan Addison's fitting into the round. You know, I think you're getting a top talent here, you're going to get a first round pick, you're going to get what I think is the wide receiver two in this class. And you're going to be happy with Jordan Addison at the 108. I think, you know, he's going to go on to a contending team if that 108 is, you know, truly a playoff team. He's going to be able to go into a contending team and be a flex play relatively soon in his rookie season. This is a guy I think has a ton of talent, and we are really just undermining him this pre-draft process because he's told us exactly who he is. He's been the whole person, this same person this whole time. You know, 
he weighs in exactly what we thought he was going to weigh in, and everyone's freaking out about it. I don't get it. Jordan Addison is really talented. Let's not overthink it. One away, it's perfect. Bob, what do you think? He's your wide receiver four. He's my wide receiver two. For just going off film score, I uh, just want to let everyone know that these are super flex values. So if you're sitting here thinking, Jordan Addison, the 108, some quarterbacks are going to knock him down. And to also tell you, some people going ahead of him in this ADP are players such as Will Levis, Jameer Gibbs, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Bob, what are you thinking about this? So I am somewhat in the camp that he is going a little too early for my liking, for what I think you're going to get out of him at the next level. And I'm not saying he should be around later or anything like that. I'm just saying maybe closer to like 112, you know, 201 range. You know, Zach Charbonnet, if I'm drafting at 108, if I was a competitive team last year, I'd much rather have the running back that I believe is the running back three in this class. So Jordan Addison for me is my wide receiver four with film grade and everything knocked in. But I mean, my two through or my three through five, I think are all super close, but I just think it's a little high for me based on what I think you're going to end up getting out of Jordan Addison. I think you're getting while there's value in a mid wide receiver two ceiling, you know, I think I'd rather chase the Zach Charbonnet who I think could be, you know, a back end RB one high end RB two. Zay Flowers has some potential to be a wide receiver one in an offense per some people. I think Zay Flowers has some potential as well. Quentin Johnson is one of the biggest risks in this range, but still a guy who offers that kind of one upside, if you ask me. So I think it's a little high. I don't think it's egregious by any stretch. I think some of these other picks that we'll talk about are much more out of line than this. I don't hate him at the 108. Just a little high for me that I won't be drafting him at the 108. Okay. Um, I feel like this this ADP is about right. Um, We just did, well, I did a mock with some of the rewinders last weekend and Jordan Addison went at the 109. So 108, 109. I'm okay with it. That being said, if Zach Charbonnet is still on the board or Quentin Johnston or Tank Bigsby, I'm assuming he he's going to still be on the board after this. That's probably where I'm going because like Nate has always said, you will never get a good running back as cheap as you will in the rookie draft. So that's the time to get elite running back talent, and that's just the direction that I would go in. Bobby made a great point as well. If you're drafting here, you're one of the better teams in your league. Of course, you could be a bad team. Maybe you traded back or you traded for this pick, whatever. But for the most part, if this is your pick that you own, you're a better team, that running back is going to help you more now. So I'm probably not going to take Jordan Addison at this ADP just because of what else is there. Let's move on to the next one, and that is Devon A-Chain. He's going at the 202. So some players going after him include Sean Tucker, Zach Evans, and Kendra Miller. One good running back and two sus running backs. Ooh. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. Great. And some players going before him include Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs, and Zay Flowers. So, Bob, why don't we start it off with you on Devon A-Chain. Of course, everyone's saying, I hope he goes to Miami, but there's also a world where he does not. What are your thoughts here, him at the 2-2? This is probably the most too high player on this list of players that we're going to talk about for me. Um, way too high for me, a running back who came in at 188, five, nine and a half, I believe, off the top of my head. Correct me if I'm wrong. Pulling up a sheet now. <laughs> uh, yep, five, eight and a half, 188. Not great for a running back at the 202. I still think he's possibly going to get day two draft capital with 
you know, his profile. But I just think at the NFL level, I think you're hoping and projecting for a lot more of a role than he's going to receive. I never thought on his film that he was a great pass catcher or a great receiver. Obviously, a you know bit of a liability when it comes to pass blocking. Probably not going to get used in that capacity because of his size. I'm just feeling like this is, while they're not the same player and we can't draw the same line to James Cook, this is screaming James Cook scenario to me. Well, it's not the same player, not anything like that. Similar situations where I think they're going to be overdrafted players, pure, plain, and simple, where there's other safer, better options coming off the board before them. That's where I'm at on Devon A. Chain. Nate, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I'm just... It's the question marks are too high around him and his size. I love the speed, but he doesn't have the receiving ability to make up for his size. You know, when you're a smaller running back, um, they find their way into the league because usually they're they're really good receivers. And A Chain has some receiving ability, but he's not like a plus receiver in my eyes. And I think that kind of limits him in his overall game. Um, either way, though, the 202 is way too early for him. I think I have four or five running backs who are going after him in ADP ranked higher than him uh, currently. Um, I do think, like Bobby said, he's probably going to get the day two draft capital, but still, uh, just profile-wise, I do not like his profile as much as I like some of the other guys going after him, like Sean Tucker, like Kendra Miller, like Tajay Spears, you know, so those are guys that I'd be trying to acquire if I'm looking to pick the running back in the beginning of the second round. Yeah, I'm completely on board with that logic, and again, the mock I did, he went at the 203, so Bob, you're really nailing, like, what I did. Yeah rewinder mock and what you came up with here but you know just look at what's going after him yeah i mean at that point we had zach evans go at the 207 i'd be more comfortable with that than a chain at the two two three two two doesn't matter kendra miller sign me up there's good wide receivers that are going to be available that's right where you're going to start seeing some tight ends go off the board too so i would rather go that way to be honest with you than a guy who might be just a little too small to be a really productive fantasy running back it's important to note too that these guys are going to get drafted highly in certain circumstances in the nfl that does not mean that they're going to be a good fantasy asset it just doesn't it happens every single year so let's move on to the next player that's marvin mims best hands in the class bob van duzer um so he's going at the 205 shake your handsome head all you want you know it's true so some guys going after him include tight end three in the class michael Mayer, tajay spears tank bigsby going before him include zach evans sean tucker and josh downs nate let's just wrap it back around i know you're a marvin mims stan that's a current word yeah um but what are your thoughts here at the two five i I like marvin mims the two five i think i haven't graded out to be a uh just Barely not a first rounder. I have him as like a mid second round grade just on NFL round. And I think that's kind of where he fits in the rookie rounds as well. I think he's a guy that can play inside, outside. He's got great hands. I think he's got the ability to threaten the defense uh, deep and, you know, really blow the top off the defense, but also create yards after the catch on those shorter routes. So he's a guy I'm definitely going to be targeting around this time. I would even be willing to, as long as he gets uh, second round draft capital in the NFL, I'd be willing to target him in the beginning of the second round, depending on how much talent there is at the end of the NFL draft. But I think the 205, 206 area, that middle of the second round is a really good spot for Marvin Mims to start, you know, making his way onto your team. So for me, this is, I like Marvin Mims. This is actually a little too rich. The mock I did, I got him at 307, um, which I feel more comfortable with than the 205, especially looking 
at what's available there. Sean Tucker, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Good job, Mike. But Tank Bigsby, I'm going to take Tank Bigsby over Marvin Mims again. These guys are probably going to come in produce right away. Michael Mayer, a lot of people projecting him to be the tight end one. Tajay Spears, we all love. And then going before him, I'm okay, you know, with missing out on Zach Evans, Sean Tucker. Hate missing out on Josh Downs. That's okay. What? No, just making sure you wanted to get Josh Downs on your team. Well, I do. No, I, I do want Josh Downs on my team, trust me. But if I'm missing out on him but getting Tank Bigsby, that's a pretty good consolation prize. So yeah. right now, as it sits recording this video, Marvin Mims at the 205 is just a bit too rich for me, even though I like him. Bob, agree, disagree? You're the tiebreaker here. What do you got? Yeah, it's a little high for me. Um, I've been, you know, anywhere in the early second or, you know, front half of the second round is a little rich for me. I'm fine with Marvin Mims towards the back end. I think he actually becomes a pretty solid piece to target in that back end of the second where things kind of start to get a little more murky, where he's still kind of in at least most of our drafts, he's like a third round pick mm-hmm. at the back end of the second. You know, I think that's where I'd be starting to look at Marvin, Marvin Mims, if not maybe a little earlier come draft day, but you know, I'd much rather have Michael Mayer over him. I'd much rather have tank Bigsby over him. Um, two guys, easy picks for me over Marvin Mims. I'm not as high on Marvin Mims. I see, you know, some aspects of his game that are nice. I don't think he's nearly as good as you guys think. Um, I I just never saw anything crazy pop off his film to me. I will say, (laughs) I I would rather have Michael Mayer. I would rather have Tank Bigsby than Marvin Mims, but I am willing to take Marvin Mims around the the middle of the second round. That's where I'm happy taking him. I just have a problem with the people being taken in front of him. I think they need to go behind him, and we need to move some of the people behind him on ADP in front of him. But I think value-wise... 205, 206, 207, that's where I'm starting to target Marvin Mims. Bob, 5.91 is your score for Marvin Mims. Yeesh. Yeah. I am uh wow. I'm not I, I think I might have updated since then. Um, because that was like my very first rating of him, but I know it's not high. Five point nine one. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. I will yeah. say that shows good, you know, good analysis on your behalf too. You listen to other people, you go back, and you refine your process. And I think that's great. And it's important that you as a fantasy player, you follow people that aren't stuck on, mm-hmm. hey, this is what I think. I'm not changing at all. You know, I can yeah. say that all of us here at the Dynasty Rewind, if we see something that needs to be corrected, we correct it, and we move on. We learn from it. And I've done that too. I went back, and I had to actually touch up Roshan Johnson. I looked at him a little bit more. But let's move on. So Bob and I were out on Marvin Mims. Nate, he's all in. That's what he does. So let's move on. Some egregious ADP here. Dalton Kincaid at the Mm. 301. Going after him, Darnell Washington, Rasheed Rice, and Chase Brown. And going before him, Keishon Boutte, Roshan Johnson, and Jalen Hyatt. I'm going to start it off here. This is insane. This is absolutely insane. If you told me Dalton Kincaid's ADP was the 201, I'd say sign me up. Tight end one in the class. Dalton Kincaid can do everything. Not the best blocker. He can do it. He's not the best at it. See, he can still do it. But he's a game breaker. He's got great hands, great in the middle of the field. I'm, you know what? If I can get Dalton Kincaid to 301, then I'm all in on it. All yeah, in. Absolutely. Yeah. There's there's no chance that any draft that the three of us are in, or really any of our Patreon <laughs> subscribers, you know, Dalton Kincaid is not making it to the to the third round. There's, no. That's just not no. happening. And when Dalton Kincaid gets picked in the first round of the NFL draft, Don Kincaid ain't making it to the third round. 
People need to start listening. Go check out some NFL mocks if you haven't, because if you're not looking at what the NFL thinks about these players already, and I know you're saying, oh, well, the draft capital hasn't actually gotten there yet. These, you know, you listen to the mass media, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, Lance Zerline, those guys know what the NFL is thinking. They're talking to scouts. They know what the NFL's opinion is of these players. Don Kincaid is a first round pick right now. And if Don Kincaid, who is one of the best pass-catching tight ends in this class as a first-round pick, ain't no way in hell he's going to be a third-round pick. A question for you before I get your analysis here. Is this still March's ADP? Like, is, is April's ADP not out yet? Uh, I would assume, yeah. This is There's okay. no chance it's April's ADP yet. It's definitely I, I'm, I'm thinking that once April's ADP rolls out, if he's yeah. a full-round higher, that would not surprise me at all. I think people are undervaluing the tight end position, which I understand based on previous years, but we've heard it a time and time again that this is a tight end class that is going to change the landscape. And we're going to get guys that are going to give us a top 12 where, hey, you're you're a top 12 tight end again. That means something. It hasn't meant something for the past three, four years, but we're going to get that again. You see, the thing about you saying that is just like NFL drafts, when a class is deep, there's more likelihood that, well, I can get a guy that I think can do pretty close to similar value or similar production later in the draft. If there's that many good tight ends, I can just grab a more reliable. I still want Dalton Kincaid here, by the way, easily. I you know, want him in the front half of the second. I'll take right. him at the 205 over Marvin Mims. But I think part of this, you know, is where we have to question, you know, hey, ADP resources, not always great, especially before the NFL draft. I get it. But it is one of those things where between the tight end position being just purely devalued and then you throw in the fact that this class is deep, why not I just go grab another guy like later and grab a, you know, a Rashi Rice, a Chase Brown, uh, Jalen Hyatt, a Roshan Johnson. Not that I would grab any of those guys over Dalton Kincaid. I think the options are there. I think come draft day when he goes first round, I think everybody, I would hope, would reevaluate their process at that point and be like, oh, let's you know, fire them up at 205. If you have a bad team and you're, you're strapped for picks, I can understand trading back and kind of splitting the difference and turning Dalton Kincaid, if you get a couple picks, you turn him into Luke Musgrave and Chase Brown. You know, you need players that you could fill in your lineup. I completely understand that logic because I tell people to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like they, I, They're like, I want this big, splashy name. I'm like, Look, we have to be honest, your team sucks. You should do this. You need more than one player on your roster. And at that point in time, I understand it because if you're looking at it, the difference between Dalton Kincaid and Luke Musgrave is five points or five ADP spots. You know, so I kind of get it. I think that Luke Musgrave might be the quote unquote better NFL tight end where he can block and do everything, but Dalton Kincaid is going to be the better fantasy tight end mark andrews is one of the best tight ends in the league mark andrews does not play 100 percent of the snaps for the baltimore ravens right now if you look at his snap count he's not out there every single play no so you know this is a, a circumstance where if he gets in a good spot which he will i've been hearing dalton kincaid to the green bay packers sign me up for that if that's the case because all they have is Josiah Degora right now sign me up bob's all about it jordan loved the dalton kincaid Oof. I only, I only, yeah, I don't know about that, but I only like it because in this offense, he would have a chance to be featured. And that's something we need out of a top six tight end. We need a tight end. That's not just 
an viable, a viable option in an offense. We need one that's going to command workload, command regular targets, not just touchdown or red zone tar- red zone targets. You know, we need a guy that's going to get featured in the in the passing game, and he honestly could be a pseudo receiver one on the team with how wide receiver with how Christian Watson is, with how Dobbs is. That would be a good spot. I just worry about the capacity of the offense under Jordan Love year one, yep. but that could help buy an on Dalton Kincaid later. If that were to happen, it's I hate playing these hypotheticals now because. But that unfortunately, you know. Bob, that's the part of the offseason that Rim were in the hypothetical offseason. And you know, they I could have done that a few years ago with Jay Sternberger, and we wouldn't have been here. Mm. And then the trade for two second round picks with Jay Sternberger would have looked a lot better. Nate. Israel I think it was just one. I'll give you a credit. It's just one second round pick. I think you just did it twice, though. I think we did it twice. <laughs> Israel Abanaconda at the 307. So track star Israel Abanaconda. Now everyone's paying attention after a good pro day. If he's too high, some guys going after him. Dynasty Rewind favorite, Dwayne McBride. Sam Laporta, another Rewind favorite. And Xavier Hutchinson. Look, three Rewind favorites right there. Mm. And some guys that are going ahead of him. Cedric Tillman, Chase Brown, and Luke Musgrave. Something really important to think about when you think about Jalen Hyatt. It took Cedric Tillman getting hurt for Jalen Hyatt to really blossom. Okay, Cedric Tillman is going to be a good perimeter wide receiver in the NFL. So, Bob, is he at the 307? What are you doing here, man? I am all about it. This is way too low for him right now. Um, I think there is a good chance he's going to end up drafted day two. Mm -hmm. And I think when that happens, paired with his athletic profiling uh, that he put on his pro day, I I don't think there's any chance you're even sniffing him here at 307 or 207. I think he's a front end of the second round pick. I think he's one of these running backs that makes, you know, reminds us why this running back class was so good and so deep at one point. He works his way up into that early second round, mid early second round, and he stops being a bit of a value at that point, obviously. But I think with day two draft capital, a lot of questions get answered too. He has the the size, the athleticism, all of these things. And on top of that, tracking some prospect encounters with, you know, how often teams are meeting up with players leading up to the NFL draft. Izzy Abanaconda is littered across, you know, teams perspective draft boards right now meeting with teams like the 49ers the arizona cardinals the uh, baltimore ravens mm. several other the cowboys are a team the dolphins are a team Wolf. i mean this guy is meeting up i mean he's getting around the rams he's on their list as well mm. i mean uh Did eight or nine teams i don't believe so let because me because we're going into the season with rashad penny as our stuttering running back they have been meeting with a lot of running backs, though. Bijan, Kendra Miller, Jameer Gibbs, and Roshan Johnson. So, Give me Kendra, man. I know that everybody wants Bijan, but I think they could shore up the trenches and an edge rusher in the first Agreed. round and then draft Kendra Miller later, that, which feels like a Howie Roseman slash Eagles move to me because they don't Agreed. pay running backs. They just no. don't. <laughs> Did you know, fun fact, Miles Sanders is making more this year than the entire Eagles running back room? By like one point yeah, because you mentioned that every podcast because it's crazy and you know what I'm allowed to and I'm having fun. <laughs> you know, Bob, you get this. Oh. All right, so Bob's all in at the 307. You know who else is all in at the 307? Me because I like Dwayne McBride, I like Sam Laporte, and I like Xavier Hutchinson. But the fact of the matter is, 307. If you're looking at a guy that can be a spot starter for you in year one, I'm going to take that. 
I understand that I've said time and time again, if you're drafting starters in the third round, you're in trouble. But this is kind of a luxury pick and a guy that could turn into a starter. You're not anticipating him being a starter, but I think his path to starting is better than these other three right away. Nate, yay or nay? I I love Izzy um, at this spot. I think it's a great value. He should be going earlier than this because I think at the end of the day, he's going to get good draft capital. I think Bob's right. I think he's with his experience, um, you know, production wise this past year, you know, I think he led the entire NCAA in rushing touchdowns. He had a huge performance. Um, I think he had five touchdowns, six touchdowns in one game. I mean, he just really looking good this year for Pitt. And then to put the athletic testing on top of that, I think he's really made himself a lot of money this pre-draft process. And now he has a chance to go day two or if not, you know, very early fourth round. And I think by the time, you know, that all settles, picking up Izzy at the end of the second, early third is going to be a really good pick. I love it. Um, And I do like, I would definitely take Izzy, you know, because you have going before him. Um, I would take him over Chase Brown personally, unless Chase Brown gets a really good spot. And it would be tough. It would be a tough call for me between him and Luke Musgrave, personally, at that point. Because if big... Izzy gets day two draft capital, I'm in on him as a top eighteen pick. Easily, yeah, it's a non-discussion at yeah. that point for me. Yeah. Okay. Do you think there's a world where Israel Bonacana gets drafted before Dalton Kincaid? No. 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 Okay. You want to do a bet on it, guys? Like in <laughs> yes. real life? Absolutely. Yeah, in real life. Yeah. Yes. What do you want to bet a shot? You want to bet a shot, Mike? We don't do that anymore. We're mm-hmm. high class. Though. We're highbrow. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the last one. Anthony Richardson at the 104. So too high. People... Okay. Well, Nate, we're gonna start Let's with start you. Start with Nate. <laughs> we're gonna start with you, but let me just let me tell the people. Um, some people that are being drafted after him, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jameer Gibbs and Will Levis. Although I will say most of the mocks I'm doing, I'm seeing JSN go before Anthony Richardson. Um, yeah. Those are just mocks that I'm in personally. Obviously, that's not every mock draft on the planet. But go ahead, invite me to some. I'll do some with you. And some guys going ahead of him: uh, Bijan Robinson, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young. So, Nate, you have something to say? Yes, I like to draft players that score fantasy points rather quickly onto my team and can maintain their value. And I think what we saw with Trey Lance over his rookie season is if you don't play, it doesn't matter that I spent the 104 on you. You're not worth an early first round pick anymore. You're not worth that value. Now, if you love Anthony Richardson so much that you're willing to wait, you know, a year, two years to, you know, see him start and scoring fantasy points for your team, that's fine. You can go and make your investment now. I think you're better off trying to buy later. But, you know, he might be one of those players, kind of like how Kyle Pitts was, where people just aren't willing to move off of him. And if you think there's people in your league like that, this is your chance to get him. You probably can't get him again. But if there's no one enamored with AR in your league and you're just going to be playing off the value of him over the next year, there is a much better percentage chance of him losing value over the course of the 2023 season than there is of him gaining value because we've heard it the entire pre-draft process. We heard it before the pre-draft process during the college football season. Anthony Richardson needs to sit for a year, maybe two. We've heard it this entire time, but because he runs really fast and can jump high, everyone's like, no, 
We got to get that guy on our team right now, and he's going to start because he's really athletic. You got to be more than athletic starting the NFL. NFL teams want to win games. Anthony Richardson doesn't look like he's going to start right away, and just doesn't make sense from a value perspective to be picking him at the 104 when you can probably get him for 2024 first round pick midway through the season when he's not starting, and people just kind of get an antsy. Yeah, I'll be honest with you though, Nate. If that 24 first round pick, I'd probably rather have some of the quarterbacks that are coming out next year than that as well. Um, and for me, if I'm drafting someone at the 104 and I earn that 104, I need someone on my team that's scoring points right now, like you said. So I'm going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jameer Gibbs, or Will Levis ahead of Anthony Richardson at that point. I think Will Levis, you know, the, the buzz is Indy, and Gardner Minshew's in Indy. So there's a possibility that Gardner Minshew starts the season and Will Levis comes in at some point. And I think that his path to getting on the NFL field is faster than Anthony Richardson's. Um, I agree. Now, if Anthony Richardson, if you have a ton of first round picks, you know, you just load it up, you you shed your team and you want to drop the 104 on them. You know, like if you have the 103, 101 to 104, let's say you have all those picks somehow. You want to draft him with the 104 because you got your other guys. then that's fine. If all I have is the 104, I'm looking elsewhere personally. Um, Bob, you're the tiebreaker here. You're not. No, you know. Well, I'm. I don't Either know way, how tiebreakers work, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but what are your thoughts here? AR at the 104. So I am, I think he is a little too high, but slightly. Like, I, depending on where your team's at and what you're looking for, if this was your pick, like you said, Mike, like you're a bad team, you earned this pick. This is your pick. You were a bad team. Quarterback might make more sense for you. And I'd much rather go Anthony Richardson over Will Levis at this point. Jameer Gibbs doesn't make a lot of sense for me either. There's not going to be a lot of scenarios where I can trade down one spot and still get Anthony Richardson, I think, you know, with whatever, who's there at the 105 or 106, I guess. But I would take JSN over him for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd take Bijan, obviously. CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, I love to hate on, honestly. I, I just, I'm not big on Bryce Young, so I would be, you know, in a tough spot depending on how landing spots shake out and things like that. I'm just enamored. I've been drinking the Anthony Richardson Kool-Aid. Um, and I'm I'm a lot more friendly with him now. I think when I look at his tape, I see the the raw inexperience and things, but I don't see a lot of things that just make me say, Nope, this guy can't be an NFL quarterback. With Will Levis, I do see some of that where, you know, he's an older prospect already, has been continuously making mistakes for seasons on seasons on seasons, where Anthony Richardson has had you know, one and, you know, particularly in the Georgia game is the game I'm really enamored with, with him is where he was able to just sit in the pocket and feel pressure, avoid pressure and be very poised in the pocket, which for a mobile quarterback, you wouldn't expect. Now, obviously, like I said, there's still the, the blemishes and all these things that he needs to work out. I don't know if he sits that long. It depends on the situation he ends up in because I tell you what, if he ends up behind Gardner Minshew, he ain't sitting the whole year. No, probably not. You know, it's same same as Will Levis. So I think, you know, you have to take into consideration where he does end up and who's going to be in front of him, keeping him off the field. I think you might need to temper expectations what you get out of him for the first season or two in terms of, like, really hitting what you can get out of Richardson, in my opinion. But I think at the end of the day, at the 104, I don't hate it, depending on where you are. I'd still rather have JSN for sure. Um, after him. So I think he's maybe a little too high, but I don't think he's too high, too, too high. 
you know, one spot too high for me, but I'd probably take him over Gibbs and definitely Will Levis. Gibbs is kind of a situation dependent kind of situation, obviously. But again, it's just hard to maneuver that to get proper value without passing on the prospect that I don't really want to pass on at that point. Mm-hmm. So, so Bob's in. Bob's, Bob's in. in. Out. Yeah, I'm dipping my toes in more Bob's than in-ish. I'm in ish. It's yeah. definitely going to matter on draft capital because I mean, not draft capital, but draft landing spot and who's in front yeah. of him. Bob make a great point. If, if AR gets picked and the team's like, yeah, he's starting you know, right away. Wheels up, wheels up because he's going to get you fantasy points. Even if he's out of the league in three years, he's going to get you fantasy points between now and then. Yeah. Jeez. Just Jack being Michael. real because it is unrealistic to expect a guy who has only had uh, just one season of starts in the sec to be an incredible quarterback. Sorry, guys. The, the, the stats show that more likely than not, these guys aren't going to be incredible. You only get one, maybe two of these guys as a class. Just just remember that. Just remember that. Yeah. Take that and apply it to one year of starting at North Dakota State, and you got Trey Lance. So, Very different well, leagues. For what yeah, well, worth. I'm just saying, like, if different Nate's not believing – a guy that started a year in the SEC, you know what right. I mean? Like, okay. I'm not believing in a guy that started in North Dakota State. That that was my point there. So, yeah, just right, fuck great. Trey Lance, right? <laughs> Poor guy. Can I just call this episode "Fuck Trey Lance"? <laughs> Please don't. All right, so that's going to do it for tonight, everybody. Thank you for tuning in again. If you're a new listener, happy to have you here. Please drop us a five-star review. And if you want more of us, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. We have three tiers, one, five, and ten. One dollar tier at least gets you the group chat. You can DM me, Nate, or Bob anytime. Bob loves getting DMs. I can attest to that. Um, you could also sign up yearly for a 10% discount. It's free money. Come on. Visit our new shop, Spread Shop. Get some great merch. Uh, visit SeatGeek.com if you're going to a game and underbought got underdog best ball all the links are down below so until next time for our very special guest bob van Duzer, my faithful co-host nate christian i'm your host michael bauer be kind please rewind thank you for listening everybody